Hey moms, welcome to the Virtual Six Figure Mom Podcast, a show for moms who want to achieve their definition of success while managing their day-to-day responsibilities and maintaining some sense of sanity along the way. Let's jump into today's episode. Computer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, mom friends. I am so excited. I am so excited. We have one of my, like in my head, like, I don't know, you know, I'm sure as a planner babe, right? If you all are in the planner community, you all have planner besties in your head. So I followed Lauren on my planning page for a while. Um, There are a number of reasons, right? For me following her, not just because of, you know, her being a planner, but she's a mom a mom of four, which gosh, my two have driven me insane, but, and she, you know, practices yoga, right. And focuses on self-care. And for me, if I could get into a regular practice, that would be amazing. But to follow someone who does right for me, that's life. So welcome to the podcast, the virtual six figure mom podcast. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. Thanks Christina, so much for having me. Yay. I'm glad you're here. Um, so four kids, how old are they now? Well, my oldest, um, my son, he just turned 16 last week. Wow. I'm like, oh my God. Cause when I turned 16, that's when I met my husband. So, um, I've been, yeah, I've been dreading 16 <laughs> for him because I'm like, oh no, like this is when it begins. But, uh, my girls are 12 eight and the youngest is four she just started pre-k this year oh wow so they're all in school yes so the last three months of my life have felt like a completely different life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so tell us what you do um in addition to mom of four right what else makes lauren happy how does lauren get through her day um well right now um and this is something i've been wanting to do forever. And now that my youngest is in school, I've been able to like really put a lot more energy into this. But for a long time, I have been on a mission to helping other moms by sharing what I have experienced and what I've gone through Mm -hmm. to um, get myself to a place of where I am right now. So um, starting in 2016, Mm -hmm. that was when I say I reached my breaking point and decided I needed to do things differently. So um, I had spent two and a half years right up to that point uh, being a solo parent. So I'm married, but my husband works in an industry that takes him all over the place. So we um, were living apart and I was with like a newborn. My third child was born in 2014. So that period of time, I was by myself and spent, you know, two and a half years. And that was the longest period of time. We've done that before where we've lived away from each other for chunks of time. But mm-hmm. that two and a half year stretch, that did me in. And yeah. um, I remember being in the doctor's office. I'm going to try not to cry at my gynecologist appointment. And she remembered from the year before, <laughs> grab this issue, that's smart. Um, she remembered from the year before that my husband was away. And so she asked me how I was doing with it. And I just 
started crying and I um I said it was hard and she offered some antidepressants Mm -hmm. and for me up until then I was like I don't want to take medication I don't I don't want to go down that route and so I did get the prescription filled and I took it and I took one pill one day and I think that gave me an anxiety attack like my first anxiety attack I don't think the pill itself did it I think it was just the stress of me accepting to take it yeah um did it and I want to say within a couple of days my husband was back home he quit he told him put me on layoff I gotta go back home this is too much for her and then I spent the next six months recovering and when I say recovering I was like doing the bare bones like taking the kids to school and then coming home and sleeping wow and um yeah that was that was rough so I I had to dig myself out of that and I learned a lot about the connection between stress and how the body responds to it Mm. and I started with um just simple meditation and yoga practices and I wasn't doing it every single day but um, I was reading books about it and learning about it. I visited a chiropractor who was also a, like a natural functional medicine doctor and mm-hmm. supplements and really helped me um, to recover from, from that. Because, you know, what I learned through that was that when we go through stress, um, there are things that deplete. And if we don't, replace it, replenish it, then we just constantly stay in that state of chronic stress. And so every little thing feels like this huge giant thing. And um, having been through that, I have just kind of ever since been like, I never want to get to that point again. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been, you know, a journey since then to try and figure out what, um, what I can do in my day to never get to that point again and always making sure that I'm taking care of myself and um a couple years ago I learned that I'm a highly sensitive person Mm -hmm. and that really opened my eyes even more and made me realize that um, as a highly sensitive person I can only take so much stimulation before I reach a tipping point and so we're in a, in a day where like we're stimulated all the time, right? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we watch, we watch, we binge TV or we're scrolling on the gram. And um, I've learned that I have to put boundaries in place and I have to um, make sure I have lots of breaks or else I, I will go back to where I was and I do not want to do that. And so I've been sharing that journey through writing um, on, on social media and on my blog. And I'm actually in the process of creating a course. So um, I'm excited when, when the pandemic hit, um, I felt so glad one that I had reached a point in my journey to where I was, Mm because God knows if that pandemic would have happened in 2016, I would really, yeah. Um, so I was so glad that I was at a point where I was all right. And actually when the pandemic hit, my husband was also working away again. And so, um, I had been like a year in, I think, and 
I still had like six more months into the pandemic that he was working away and I was with the kids and all that. But one of the first things I thought about were all the moms, mostly the working moms who were sent home to work from home and now their kids are home and they have to be home with. And my heart was just like, I almost, and I rebranded my blog and was going to, and was launching in May of 2020, mastermomstress.com. And the rebrand was in motion at the end of 2019. And so when, when the pandemic hit, I was like, do I push through and, and still go through it? Or do I look like someone who's an opportunist? Like, Mm. and think, oh, are people going to think, oh, she's only doing that because this happened. And I'm like, no, I'm thinking, no, this was what my intention was before. I'm going to push through. I'm not going to allow this thing to stop. It obviously, I didn't launch it the way I wanted to because I had the kids home. I didn't get to do as much, but um, I did. And I'm glad that I did um, because, you know, every day people reach out to me telling me that, um, what I'm sharing is, is, is inspiring. And I have friends who tell me that they're doing yoga now because I do, I've been doing yoga. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, to me, that's success right there is, is somebody telling me that I've changed their life just by sharing what, what I went through. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me, wow. There, there's so much I want to touch on. Um, one, I can relate. You, you made a comment about, um, how stress affects your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and in 2019 was probably 2010, excuse me, 2010 was probably the, one of the toughest times in my life. 2020 was, was also up there in terms of toughness, but 2010 was rough. I get to the end of 2010, I start 2011, still dealing with stuff from 2010. And I'm sitting at work one day. And at this point, I worked outside of the house. Um, I'm sitting at work and it's early in the morning. And I realize I can't see all of the words on the screen. Right. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. Wow. So I only lived a few miles away from work. I go home. I get my glasses. I come back thinking it's got to be the contacts, right? I put in a a crappy pair of contacts this morning, put the glasses on. I come back and I still can't see all the words on the screen, right? There were just so many blurry spots and I'm tilting my head and I like, like mild panic, but I called my eye doctor thinking, okay, something's off with my prescription. And he said, I need you to come in now. And I left work. Good thing he was only a few miles away because I don't know that I would have been able to really see the drive there. And he tell he's like, Christina, are you stressed? And I was like, listen, I could write a book on stress right now. Like that's putting it mildly. I'm going to need you to choose a better word. Um, and he tells me that I have what's called central serous retinopathy. And essentially stress is causing me or caused me to be temporarily partially blind in my left eye. And so he said, please understand this is not normal. 
okay. He's like, you know, we don't typically see it in someone your age. And he went on to say, take this as a sign that this is how your body will process stress. Mm. He's like, and consider yourself fortunate that this is it, right? Hopefully this will continue to be it. So it was in 2011, the beginning of 2011, started, you know, these expensive drops, um, going back and forth to the doctor and therapy. My eye doctor prescribed therapy. And he said, you've got to work through whatever this is. And so it was then that actually started with an amazing therapist um, at the time I lived in North Carolina. So when you talk about like how our bodies process stress, I've had that experience. And then Mm -hmm. I had two relapses after that. And I was like, okay, Christina, this is what we're not going to do, right? We're not going down this road, right? Um, So let me ask you this. You talked about boundaries and setting boundaries, Sometimes I think that's easier said than done as a mother, right? And I think back to when my kids were smaller. Now I have a 24-year-old and a 16-year-old. But I think back to when they were younger, especially this little one. And she would take her little um, stool and a book and bring it into the bathroom with me and just sit and talk to me every time I was in the bathroom. Like there was no, doesn't matter what I was doing, by the way. And I don't (laughs) want to get into TMI. I'm just saying. Um, she would like park it right there and read and talk and write. Sometimes she would bring a notepad. Um, and even now at 16, hi, Caitlin at 16, she will stand on the other side of the bathroom and just talk because I think she feels like she has my attention then like (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm I'm locked in. I'm clearly not working. She will stand on the other side of the door, door and talk. So like, when you talk about boundaries and I think of your kids being, you know, 16 and down, right? Like how do you set those boundaries with little ones? Um, it's tricky. My, my youngest is still coming into my bed at night at times. Mm-hmm. She's learned at some point dad gets up and leaves for work. And so she knows the bed on that side will be empty. And so she's Ah. making an attempt to see if dad's gone so she can sleep with me. And because she's the last one, I'm like, you know, this is not going to happen so much longer. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to let that slide for a little while. Um, But with them, they still come and bother me in the bathroom. They still (laughs) come and bother me in the shower. And it's like my husband's home. So it's like, why are you coming and telling me a problem? I'm taking not you. Back. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do about it? So uh, boundaries on that front in my house is uh, is is very invisible. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, a work in progress. Um, but when it comes to kids, for me, boundaries being like, there's only so many activities that I can chauffeur them around to. Mm. And so from the very beginning, um, I've been very mindful and aware of the fact that like, I'm the one that has to take you to soccer practice. (laughs) I'm the one that has to, you know, do all the, the shuffling around of all the activities because dad's either working far away and not even here at all or Mm -hmm. he's working long hours and it doesn't line up 
Oh, um, birthday parties with them and, and, and that sort of thing. I'm an introvert. So yeah, I'm like, if I don't know this child that's inviting you to a party, I'm sorry, hun, we're not going. And, um, my kids are fine. (laughs) They, I think they, um, I think through that they've learned by example that uh, mom knows what she can and she cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I'm modeling that for them so that mm-hmm. when they are a mom, you know, they don't feel pressured to find their kids up for all the things and that they're not thinking about themselves and the fact that, I mean, you only have two hands. Yeah. You can only drive a car, one kid at a time to one thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got to where now they sometimes when they ask for things or they talk about stuff, they bring up the fact that, oh, do you have time to bring me there? Can you? And so it, it turns the conversation um, and their perspective of it, where it's like, instead of it being me, 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 like, I want to go do this. I want to go to my friend's house. Um, everybody's going to be there. It's, you know, mom, like, can you do that for me? Like, they're more, you know, yeah. So um, yeah. in that way, I love that. And sometimes I feel guilty. I mean, we do. I feel guilty that I can't take them to all the places. And um, that especially during that period of time when I um, was, was really just beside myself and depressed, honestly, probably Mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't fully present for them and wasn't fully able to, to do things with them. But, you know, you live and you learn. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, I don't want to go back there again. And, um, I've, I've learned that I, I want to teach my kids that you can only do so much and you need to learn your limits and mm-hmm. you need to put boundaries in place. And, um, the other kind of boundaries that, um, I set are, you know, with social media and Ooh. what I consume. Um, one, I can't remember how long it's been that I, I had this in place, but it's been several years that, um, I have, I decided around 7.30-ish is the time of the day where I need to not have, not be on my phone, not try and check social, not, um, not check email, mm-hmm. or do any of that sort of thing. And that time of the day is mine. And it's, you know, putting the kids to sleep and getting myself ready for bed and doing my yoga, reading that sort of stuff because of the highly sensitive trait that I have. Mm -hmm. um, It gives me this bubble of time before bedtime so that I can actually fall asleep as soon as I lay down. Otherwise I know this happens because there are some times where I, I'm like, ah, it'll be all right. And then I go to lay down and I'm like, why can't I fall asleep? Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, because your brain's still awake because you were doing all the things. So Mm -hmm. Um, you didn't give yourself that proper, you know, wind down time is what I call it. So, um, one other thing that I do most days, and I guess it's kind of like a boundary thing too, is where, um, I, I have this thing called an afternoon reset. Mm 
And I started this when I um, started carpooling my kids and picking them up in the afternoons. And um, I had this new time slot where it's like I'm in the car waiting for them. And I didn't want to do anything on my phone. And I wanted it to kind of be like a transition. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to make this space a dedicated like time for me to rest and reset. And I allow myself to journal, to read a novel, not a personal development book. Mm. That there's a, there's two different <laughs> that's two yep. different things. Because then that'll get me thinking. And then um, or just to just sit and do nothing. Sometimes I'll take a nap, you know, and, and that period of time. I notice on the days when I don't do that, it, it feels like I didn't get that midday, you know, break, brain break. Mm -hmm. And my days just go so much better with that. So I'm taking notes because <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. Um, and 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 I'm I'm just gonna say it, I am awful when it comes to my phone. And um, you know, insomnia has been a thing for me for a very long time. Um, I remember using or using, taking Ambien at one point, which the side effects were a hard note for me. Um, I remember, uh, taking Lunesta for years, um, until I figured, well, my doctor said, we, we got to stop. We got to find something else, right? Like, mm -hmm your sleep hygiene sucks essentially is what she said in other words. And I still do it. So I wake up not every night, um, sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning and my brain starts to go and mm -hmm. go and go. Right. And then I grab the phone and I write a note to myself and that note to myself turns into, Oh, while I'm here, <laughs> yeah. Let me knock this off the list of things to do. Oh, while I'm here, I wonder if anyone saw the TikTok I posted. Oh, while I'm here. Like it yeah. is so unhealthy, Lauren. And I I I hear you nodding, right? I see you. And I'm like, you can relate. Like it can't just be me who struggles. But you said, okay, this is a hard stop for the phone. Yep. 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 I said I, yeah, because um I, I was trying to figure out a balance mm -hmm. that word gets thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just trying to figure out a balance for myself. And it seemed honestly, at first it seemed like there's no way that's really going to work. Like, like how is not doing, how is not being on my phone after a certain time of the day so that I could really properly get ready for bed? How is that really going to help? Um, but I think because of the stimulation of, you know, the things that we are looking at on our devices, um, it, it definitely helps me, especially because like the highly sensitive, um, Ness. I spend the whole day, um, especially when I first started that, I remember it was like during when my husband was away and, you know, I spend the whole day doing all the things, but I'm the only one here. So right. it's taking care of them, making sure they're all take, had a bath. They've all had done their homework They're They are ready for the next day and they're going to sleep. And then the sleeping takes like two hours for them to fall asleep, mm -hmm. you know, when, when they're little, yeah, they're babies. 
oh, so the stress of that, you know, alone is just like, just go to sleep. And to add to it, me kind of being on my phone, um, I was just like, you know what, try it. There was a book I read. Um, her name, Katie Lee, mm-hmm. and it was Break Free from Busy. Mm. And she wasn't a mom. Okay. But she said something in that book that has stuck with me all these years. And it was, um, I think she used the example of like cutting out drinking coffee or wine or something. And she decided she wasn't going to do it. She said something that was the effect of, you can always go back to it. Like, just try it. Yeah. Make the change. She was saying how like a lot of times we, we, in our minds, we think that making a change is just this grand thing that like, Oh my God, like if I change this thing about me, or if I start doing yoga every single day, like what's that going to look like? Obviously you're not going to know until you try. Mm -hmm. And our brain naturally is going to stop us because our brain's like trying to protect us from doing things that it doesn't know. So there's that one factor, but just that little, that little nugget of like, you could always just go back to it. And so that's kind of been the attitude that I've had ever since. Whenever I've come across, you know, let me see if I can try that. And that's how, that's how it started with my daily yoga practice is I, um, it was the beginning of the end of 2020. And it was, um, I don't, I guess I was on her email list at the time. Um, yoga with Adrienne because I, mm-hmm. I was doing some of her uh, yoga videos not consistently but I was doing yoga practices several times a week and um, she talked about like a month-long challenge that she was going to start in January and I was like hey I'll try it and uh, after the 30 days I was I was floored with myself I was like I cannot believe I did yoga every single day for 30 days. Yeah. I, I think I can do this all year. I think I can go the whole year and do that. And, and I did. And to this day, I've done yoga every day since I have missed three days unintentionally. Well, yeah. And it has been, it has been so great um, to just carve out that time. And it's always the same time. Sometimes I do it earlier in the day, depending on like how crazy our schedule might be. But even, you know, on vacation that I've gone to travel to visit my family, mm-hmm. there's a yoga mat at my mom's house. <laughs> so I'm like, mama, I, where's that yoga mat? I need it. I need to do my yoga. And, yeah. and I, and I do it every day. And sometimes it's just a minute or two minutes, mm-hmm. like literally me just sitting on my mat and just, I need to center myself. Okay. I just need a minute mm-hmm. because I need to make sure I did my yoga today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am not about to, <laughs> I ain't about to break my streak now. Right. But um, even before I started it, I knew the benefits of it. But once I started doing it every single day, I noticed that I'm even that much quicker or should I say less quick to respond to things Mm. when a stressful moment happens, like there's a delay. And 
I tell you what, the first time it happened, it was the strangest thing. I can't even remember anymore what the situation was, but I remember pausing and being like, who am I? Yeah. Like, how come I didn't react the way that I typically would have? And I was like, it's got to be the yoga. It's got to be. The, I think I was also doing meditation at the time, too. And meditation is a lot like yoga where you're, mm-hmm. you're focusing on your breath and you're and you're sitting with yourself. And so I'm I'm 100 percent convinced that yoga can retrain your mind and what you practice on your mat is carried over to your life and how you interact on the day to day basis because I just don't have that like reaction anymore that I, that I used to. If I do start feeling that reaction though, I'm like, Lauren, you need to increase your yoga minute time because you're slacking. (laughs) This is so good. As someone who firmly believes in the benefits of meditation and yoga, but does not do it every day, would love to get into a practice. I feel like you should have a challenge and make sure I'm on the email list. Um, whenever you <laughs> want to do it, like you're going to hold me accountable, like it's going to get done because I, I hear you when you talk about the benefits of it. I love the fact that you're intentional about your self-care and, and you said something and I actually wrote it down because I think I'm going to put it on a sticky note in my fitness room, maybe even on the, the bike that I, that I need to dust off before I put it on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the one or two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that self-care time, that wellness time doesn't have to be a full 30 minute session. Yeah. Yeah. You can pull up a 30 minute video or a 30 minute, um, you know, meditation practice one to two minutes right? Be intentional about setting aside that time every day as a busy mom. And that takes me into my next question because you are busy building a brand now. Yeah. How are you doing it? Like, how are you balancing doing all the things at home? Yeah. All the things, taking care of the children, taking care of you, How are you finding time to also build a brand? And I say that not just for all of our mom friends, but for me, who is. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Talk to me, Lauren. Talk to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, like I said earlier, my youngest started pre-K and I've always known that when this moment hit, I was going to hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. And well, I've learned that. Lauren cannot run 24 seven. And I have, I have bought like three courses in the last three months. And I started going through one and then I got another one. And then I started going through that one and I got another one. And I got, I'm at the point where I'm like, this third course is priority. Mm-hmm. This needs, the rest are back burner. This course needs to happen first. And I wish I could go faster through it but I cannot. And I, I've been down that road before where I have been up late after my husband's gone to sleep, working on my website or Mm -hmm. my blog posts and and creating content and that sort of thing in the past. And I know I cannot go down that road again. 
I just cannot. And even though it kills me that I am not going at a faster pace, I know what that burnout looks like. I do not want to reach that point. And so I am taking the, oh God, I hate the word hustle. I'm taking the, the anti-hustle mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. approach to, <laughs> to growing my brand because I can only do so much. And especially in the beginning, it's just you. It's just you in the DMs. It's just you in the comments. It's just you creating the, uh, the social media posts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just you reaching out to brands to try and get sponsors and that sort of thing. It's just me creating my course and writing my emails it's just me and there's only so much I can do in a day and I have learned that I have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. I really just have to be okay with that and and just trust that the pace at which that I am going is still going to get me there but it's going to get me there it's going to get me there so that when, the, where, whenever there is, I'm not frazzled. Yeah. I do not, I do not want to go, go, go and be like, yeah, this is what I did. And then just be like, okay, yeah, now I need like six months to recover. So this is, this is big. And, and I feel like for a second, like um, not only are you speaking to me, but you're speaking to a lot of people I know Um who work really hard to achieve a goal. And I mean, really hard, late nights, early mornings, travel, everything, all the things. And then you get there, right? So for this platform, Virtual Six Figure Mom, excuse me, you get to that six figure mark or whatever you deem as success or whatever you deem as the goal. And then you're like, like at this point, you're burned out, right? You can't enjoy time with the family. You're not enjoying your home, you know, that you worked so hard to buy. Like you aren't able to enjoy it because you have worn yourself completely out. Yeah. Like that might be success, but in my head, that's not balanced success. So you can't enjoy it. There's no way. Yeah. And I'm finding that, um, I really need to, it's so hard to turn off the entrepreneurial mind. Yeah, It's so hard. And especially when you're working at home, you're in an environment that you are working in. So like work mode is turned on. And then um, when my kids get home from school, I ha- I've been forcing myself to, to try and turn that off and to actually engage with my kids when they're asking me questions and things like that, because it's like, how much more time do I have with them? Mm-hmm. My oldest just turned 16. He's in 10th grade. Like, it's going to go like this. I I'm going to be boo-hoo crying. Don't remind graduation. me. Oh. And, then, and then I know I've got three more, but that's just going to go so fast. So fast. My, my husband and I just celebrated 20 years together. Yay! And we're high school sweethearts. And so he's just like, God, where did 20 years go? And I'm like, I don't know, but in another 20, all the kids are going to be gone. And, and, you know, their own families and life's going to look just 
so much, so much more different. And I, I think there's a time for hustle and there's a time for rest. But I also think that it is possible to balance the two mm-hmm. and to kind of go at like a partial hustle and like a rest. Like, I think it can be intertwined. Because mm-hmm. to me, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I feel like once the kids are in school, I I have like my to-do list of the things that I want to accomplish today. Look, it is not a massive to-do list because I could create a whole master to-do list of all the things. And then what that would do is overwhelm me. Yeah. And I would probably not want to do any of the things. So I try and figure out what are the most important things, like two or three most important things for my work for that day. And sometimes... I just get that done. And sometimes I have like this carryover energy and I get other things done too. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also putting in that effort to like, this is when I start work. This is when I stop work. And I need to like try and have that rest of that time in my day to dedicate to taking care of the kids and taking care of myself because Mm -hmm. I can't do this whole thing 24 seven. I can check the message. I can, you know, pop on Instagram and check to see if I have, you know, but I need to be mindful of who's around me when I'm doing those things. Because as soon as one of my kids start asking me questions, like if I'm in a state of mind where I'm really trying to focus on whatever conversation I'm having um, with somebody on social or, or whatever, I'm not really giving my full attention to whatever it is that they are. And I don't want to be that. I don't want, um, I don't want my kids to, to, to see mom like sacrificing, you know, herself or the relationship with them for, for this mission I have over here. And I'm finding that, um, I, I can, I can um, be that model where I don't want to put the dream aside, you mm-hmm. know, until they're completely not here anymore. I, I want to to show them that you can have, you know, some sort of a passion that you believe in and you can help others and you can do something without, you know, it being like the thing that all consumes you. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned the to-do list and, you know, I started this conversation talking about um, finding you in our planner community. Talk to me about your planning process, right? Because you said something that I really, 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 really want to implement. Um, I did it for a while and then I slacked off. So my list of things to do, I probably write 15 to 20 things a day. I don't like it because I don't have a section in this particular digital planner where my priorities are at the top, right? Three things. And then all the other nice to have is fine, but focus on two to three things that I need to get done that day because that is realistic for me. Um, Talk to me about what your planning process looks like and what your tools look like. And I say tools, and let me just say this for those who who don't understand, 
we flex in and out of tools. <laughs> so what, yeah. what tools we're using today for me, digital planning, I'm in my iPad. I have one specific digital planner I use. It's this T-H-I-S-S planner. Um, I didn't always use that. Um, and I reserve the right to flex tomorrow if I need to. <laughs> so Lauren, what are you using and what does your planning process look like? Okay, so my planner tools or my planner stack, as we like yes, to call it in the, yes. in the community, um, <laughs> at the moment is just my Aaron Condren Daily Duo. Mm-hmm. And I have a petite planner from them, which is the daily one. It's October, November, December. So it's like a three, it's like a quarterly planner. Uh-huh. And then I have just my journal, which I always consider my journal as part of um, my stack. And it's just a line notebook that um, I have been journaling since I was like 12. So I, I always journal. I don't always journal consistently. That's one of those things where I go through seasons of life where I just apparently need to word vomit. And then there are seasons where I don't journal for months. And, so, mm-hmm. and I've just accepted that's just who I that's am. It. And yep. so um, the, so my, my planning process, the, my content planner, which is the petite daily uh, planner, that's where I have lots of sticky notes in there on the month view of like, you know, all the, like the YouTube videos that I want to create and when they're going to go out. and um, that sort of thing. I like sticky notes because I can move them around. It's not permanent. Um, And I also use the month view to kind of actually, once the video goes out, I write it down. Or once an email goes out, I write it down in stone so that I know like this is what actually happened that day. And that's been very helpful um, in recent months because, you know, let's face it, as entrepreneurs, especially when it's like a side hustle phase and it's not your main thing, Mm -hmm. you're kind of, you kind of, it's really easy to feel like the needle's not moving and you feel like you're not doing the thing. And ever since I started writing it down and it sounds silly to like, it's almost like I'm journaling what I've done related Mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like I sit down in there and write out, this is what I'm going to do today. It's an after the fact. I love it. On those daily pages, this is what I did. And then that Mm -hmm. way, if I go back, I can see these are all the things I did. And I can see that I'm filling up the pages. I am doing the work. And that's really helped me to not have this like, oh, this is really never going to work mindset. Um, because I actually have like the proof written down that these are the things I did. So that to me has been extremely helpful. And then my daily duo, I've learned that um Using a weekly planner is great, but if I see my whole week every single day, all the time, it stresses me out, especially if it's a busy week. Mm-hmm. And so having that daily planner, once I started doing that, it's just so great to have like that empty page every day to just start fresh. And sometimes I fill out what I want to do the night before. Only if it's like really, really important. And I know I absolutely have to get it done. I might write it down the day before in my planner. Um, 
if it's not not necessarily like I'm not sure I will put it on a sticky note instead mm-hmm. and then um, revisit in the morning and then sometimes like the morning comes and I already knew what I wanted to do because I wrote it down on a sticky note and then I never returned to the daily planner to even write it down mm-hmm. um, so I have a couple blank pages in there because of that don't and, we all yeah because you know <laughs> I just got to I just went straight to working I mm-hmm. went to working I didn't sit down and do a plan I had it in my head and I mean, sometimes things didn't happen because I forgot, oops, but, you know, but yeah, yesterday, oh my gosh, yesterday, my page, I haven't touched my planner yet today, but yesterday my page was so full of all the things and the day before was empty. So that's just, that's just how it is. And Mm -hmm. I don't usually start off with writing Every single thing. I start off with writing just a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to try and block off my afternoon reset when that's going to happen. And like, it sounds silly, but when I'm going to have lunch, if I'm having like a day where I have a couple of Zooms that I'm trying to um, like trainings or something, and that might interfere, then yeah. I'm like, okay, well, when am I going to eat? Like, I that does not sound silly, by the way. No. <laughs> trust me some people might think that sounds silly but um writing it down and seeing that kind of helps me then see okay well how much can I squeeze in in the the rest of the time so I think that's that's what's been helpful with having the schedule portion of the daily duo um and then the list side is seeing that schedule and all the things that are happening in it then it's like okay well I've got this chunk window of time Mm -hmm. to, to dedicate to work today and then I see the work tasks. And like yesterday, I had an email newsletter I needed to send out. And that ate up like three hours of my day. So reality. Yeah. And and it's like, you know what? That's just what that's how long emails take. Mm-hmm. That's just how long it takes me to do the emails. I've been sending emails um since like 2018. And that's I've learned especially if Lauren hasn't done anything until the day of <laughs> it is it is gonna take me a minute <laughs> yep and that's okay yep um I, I try not to like I said I try not to list out every single thing um I try and start with a little bit and I'm like okay I, I think that's enough if I get through that and I think I can do more I'll add more mm-hmm. but that's that's kind of and that's kind of like how we yesterday went um it started with a list like half full and then it ended up filling all the way because I had more time. I had the actual energy to get more things done. So, yeah. Tell me your blog again and tell us a little bit more about what it covers, what it looks like, and then sort of what your blog goals are. Um, and I don't know if you do yearly goals, goals for the blog or what your plans are for 2023 uh, growth. Um, so right now my blog is the topics are like personal growth, uh, planning and self-care. That's mm-hmm. basically the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Those are the topics that um, I enjoy talking about and writing about the most. I actually haven't had a blog post go up since I think July. It was a blog post about homeschool planners. Okay. And I have been putting a lot of focus on YouTube videos recently. And I'm actually in the process of thinking about 
converting some of my blog posts that I've written um, into some YouTube videos Mm -hmm. because um, right now the YouTube channel is very heavily focused on planning content and not too much on self-care content. And so I'm trying to um, create a little bit of like a balance between the two on that channel as well. And I don't want to work harder than I have to. So I already have all the content in a blog post. So might as well turn it into a video, right? Repurpose. (laughs) Repurpose. repurpose. And yeah, a lot of the stuff I have written on there is, um, what's the word that we like to use? It's Evergreen. Evergreen. Yep. Yep. Evergreen. And so I have been um, trying to refer back to those often. And um, there's a lot more that I could write on there. And like I have a bi-monthly newsletter right now. Mm -hmm. And that has the main focus is on basically inspiration and motivation, just a little pep talk. Love it. Is what is what the email is. And then it's got, you know, planner news and uh, links to recent videos I've done and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the majority of the, the stuff that's on my blog, I'm actually in the process. That's the course I'm taking now. I'm in the process of copy, of re, redoing mm. the copy. So especially leading up to a course launch, I'm like, kind of like, well, what's the point of me creating this amazing course if if the copy isn't the greatest to get yeah. people into the course? So uh, that's kind of my focus at the moment is is that so the we- website might come down in 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 weeks um, in weeks to come because of revamping. Mm-hmm. But I've learned over the I've been blogging since like twenty. 2009. Wow. And, um, yeah, off and on, like I've changed my mind of what kind of things, but I've been, I've been doing that for a really long time and I'm very familiar with like, uh, like setting up the website blog and, and that sort of thing, those, those behind the scenes of it. And I understand it takes a lot of time and, Mm uh, I'm well aware of like, the uh the danger I'm in <laughs> yeah 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 the challenge ahead right <laughs> yeah the challenge, the challenge ahead and and that's why like that's also why I am trying to like keep into perspective that like this is like a long game this is not a I can't just you know put out a blog post and then instantly make you know a hundred thousand dollars in a day like <laughs> If you can, please, please I teach know. a course on how to do it. I know. As soon as I find <laughs> out, I'll let you know. Sign me up. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, right? Um, and I'll be sure to include all of the links in the show notes. And I also want your Erin Condren links as well, if I don't have those already, which I probably do. Um, but I'll include those in the show notes. Um, you mentioned a couple of times the word balance, right? And, and I, we've touched on it. Um, but when I say balanced success, right, um, are you there, um, are you on your way there or does it simply not exist? Um, can you explain a little bit more about what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So success is great. 
right? I think about, um, like I said, this virtual six-figure mom platform and realizing that as a single mom, I could work from home, right? So for me, that was balance, right? Being able to put my little one on the bus when she started school, being able to like scoot out down the street to her parent-teacher conferences and all the events, like having that flexibility as a single mother of two. Um, That for me was balance. The success piece came as I worked my way up and realized, okay, I can make six figures working from home as an HR professional and still do the things with the kids and still put the little laundry in and still cook the meal and still step out on a lunch break to, you know, I don't know, get a pedicure. Um, So in my head, my success was balanced because I didn't give up my time with my kids, right? Um, For me, it was balanced. Um, And I think, you know, I'll say balance looks different depending on the day. So it's not 50-50. I don't think of balance as 50-50. I think of it as incorrect proportion. Yeah. Right? Right. So um, that's my definition of balance success. Um, Now with that in mind, do you feel like you're there? You're on your way there? Or does it not exist? Um, I would say that... I'm on my way there. I think that for me, I I would identify myself as a success as soon as all this work that I have been doing Mm -hmm. turns out an income that would replace me working outside the home. Yeah. Because for me, I've always, ever since becoming a mom, I've been, I've worked in and out of jobs, but daycare is expensive. And at some point, at some point it got to where I, I remember one job I worked for a whole year and it was basically to pay for daycare. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the only reason I had took that was because I thought potentially there was an opportunity for me to eventually, you know, get something there that would actually put money in my pocket and not just in the daycare. So, um, but along the way, I, especially with the kind of work that my husband, husband does and us moving oh, and not having like a support group of family and relatives to like take care of them if they are sick from school or mm-hmm. that sort of thing needs to be taken care of they're my number one priority. And so for me to be able to, to one, feel like I'm serving others and turning my pain that I went through into something positive for others mm-hmm. um, while also working from home and being able to say yes to all the things that I want to say yes to, meaning field trips, and taking them to their practices that they need to go to because I can do that because mom's not stuck in a in an office, you know, until five o'clock. That to me is success. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like I'm on my way there. Especially like in the last couple of months. I feel like um I feel like all the 
the, oh, I don't want to use the words. I'm going to use the word hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, you can't stand the, that word, can you? <laughs> I cannot stand that word because oh, I can't. Yeah. All that hustle of uh, the work that I've put in over all the years, I feel like it's, it's finally bubbling up mm-hmm. to, to what I've always wanted it to be. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I feel like I'm on my way there. It's getting there. I'm getting there. I love it. Lauren, we're going to talk again without a doubt. Um, (laughs) This has been awesome. This is everything I dreamed it would be. Um, And I'm smiling because like, as you were talking, I was just like writing. I was like, okay, one to two minutes. Like I literally wrote dust off the bike. Um, And, and I also (laughs) reminded myself that, um, making the impact is the success, right? Like impacting even just the life of one other mom is success. Um, And then the book you mentioned by Katie Lee, which I need to pick up or find on Audible. So this has been great. I know it has been um, a huge value add for our mom friend community, um, for our planner community, um, and really giving us, I think, this space to um, accept the fact that this journey is not for the week. This journey as a mom, especially as an entrepreneur, like a mompreneur, like it requires work and intention um, and planning. And now I'm like, okay, do I have an Erin Condren planner yet? If not, why? <laughs> um, and I need to get one. And that's that's the planner brain, right? Like ne- that never shuts off. Christina, you don't need another planner, but since when is this like needs based, right? Um, (laughs) Make sure I have the link, Lauren. Thank you again. This has been awesome. Um, And we will talk again soon. Thank you. This is great. Thanks. Cool. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you stay connected with the virtual six-figure mom community. Hit subscribe for podcast episodes. Visit our website at www.virtualsixfiguremom.com and join our growing online community on Instagram and LinkedIn.